0: Yeah. Hi, Dominique. I'm here again. Uh, we had discussed uh, some of the, the principles about learning a language, and I'd like, I'm like i back here to give all of our listeners some of the seven actions Amazing. of what you can do.
1: Let's do it.
0: Well, listen. You have to listen a lot. Uh, in California, in Monterey, uh, there's the U.S. Military Language School. Okay? This is where people go to learn to be spies, or they, and uh, they're given a language to learn. Let's say they're going to learn Urdu. A okay? person comes in, they know nothing about Urdu. In the classroom, they will not be allowed to speak for two months. The first two months, all they're going to be doing is listening listening to the instructor, maybe it's not two months, maybe it's one month. But the idea is it's as when you were a baby, you didn't start speaking right away, you listen to things around you. And this is so so important, listening to the BBC, listening to the news, listening to TED talks, um, listening to people in the in the street, uh, you know, any kind of listening, uh, YouTube, these are all really, really very, very good things. Listening to a film. With subtitles in the beginning, maybe you could, and then watch the film the second time with no subtitles. Or watch the film with the closed caption English subtitles. The film is in English, but you're looking at the captions in English. All of this is really good. Listening is really, really um, important. I think the second action is to focus on the meaning. Um, And by this, you can use body language, facial expressions, um, looking at the person's—you know—how are they standing? How? What are their eye expression? what you can get a lot of meaning of what they're saying. It doesn't have to be that you understand immediately, um, you know, what what what's going on, but that you're uh... looking at the whole thing holistically you're looking at the body how they're talking uh... the speed of their language you're listening to the intonation of their language i went to the store 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 all of those things give you meaning without necessarily understanding the complete complete thing so i think um... listening for meaning is very important um, focusing on the core of the language. Uh, what do we mean by that? What we mean by the basic, the most commonly used words. Um, I lived in Japan for twenty years, and uh, I worked at the university. I was a professor at the University of Tokyo, and I was one of the members on the examination team for the entrance exam, and. The entrance exam was something where the language would be chosen from Shakespeare's time. The, the language would be language which was never used uh, today. The idea being to make it so difficult, um, where instead, instead of looking for academic language, looking for the language which is commonly used in everyday situations. Um, and there are plenty of, of ways to get that. There are lists of commonly used words, the most the, the 400 most important words you need in English, but not these lists of, of, of academic English, um, unless you're, of course, in an academic English program. Another action which is important is getting a language parent. There's an organization called Mundo Lingo, Mundo Lingo uh, in Montreal. I think it's probably all through Canada and North America, and Mundo Lingo is a language exchange program, so it's free, you go in, you get a cup of coffee, you have a sign on you which says, uh, Urdu English, that means you're going to speak Urdu with somebody for 30 minutes and you want them to speak English with you for 30 minutes, or you find someone. So it's a language exchange thing. So you're learning another language, that you're helping them learn a language, or you put English, I want to speak English, and I'm going to give you, uh, speak to you in French, because that's my mother, whatever. Uh, So a language parent, this means somebody that will help you uh, exchange a real language. I mean, you're sitting there talking about you know, daily events or the news or life in Montreal and sort of with the person language parent, it could be in fact, um, a relative who is very fluent in the language fluent, I'm using English, because that's what we're talking about fluent in English. Um, This is very, very important to have someone like that. Again, I'm going back to the thing about a body language, uh, which I had mentioned before, but uh, you know, look at the face. Of people speaking uh, and how they how they react. Uh, this will give you a lot of, of, of feedback into the language. Another point would be direct contact to the target language. Target language is the language you're trying to to master. It's often good to have besides just okay in this podcast we're getting the voice uh, which is one thing but there's also the visual we talked about body language but for instance in watching a film the visual things in a film um, connect words with images so if you're watching a film and they're talking about being in the marketplace buying Uh, avocados and, uh, I don't know, melons or something like that, and you actually see that, the visual. There's a very interesting uh, website, I believe it's called ESL Flashcards, and you can go and download flashcards where you put in uh, vocabulary words or language functions, and there's a visual that goes with it, and you can play with these flashcards so that you're connecting a visual image with the word. I think this is really important. Uh, for that. Um, those are some of the tips. Perhaps the last action would be to be creative. Um, you know, getting out of the classroom and thinking about ways that you, you could use the language uh, in, different, in different ways. But I think these are, are the five principles and the seven actions uh, really, really help you learn any language um, so I hope this is useful for me. Uh, in six months, um, well, they do it in Monterey at the language school out there. Um, I think you're not going to be speaking you know, fluently. And that's another point I want to bring up here. Uh, how realistic is it to learn something in six months, uh, particularly pronunciation? Because after the age of 12, it's really difficult for someone to master the perfect pronunciation of the target language. It's just physiological very, very difficult. But that shouldn't matter, because as long as you can communicate and your language, people can understand you, uh, it doesn't matter if you say think or dink. Uh, and you can't get that correct sound perfectly. Uh, as long as the communication is there, this is very important. And one, one last point is we live in Montreal. It's a multi-ethnic and multicultural uh, place. So, probably 70% of the English that you hear will not be from native speakers. It will be from speakers of English as an additional language. But that's the reality, and um, that should be something that you adjust to, that uh, the point here is you have to be able to communicate with the other person so that you both understand each other. So, those are some tips. I hope that was useful.
1: Yeah, sure, sure. It's, uh,
0: Did you have any questions, Dominique, on those? <laughs> that was kind of a quick mini course on, on how to learn a language. How to
1: learn a language. Eh? Um, yeah, sure. Um, someone told me once uh, another good tip. I don't know if it's uh, I think it worked for me, but uh, the person told me if you want to learn, let's say, English, start thinking in English. You think in English, right? Everything you see, you think in English. Everything you want to do something you know, in your head, think in English. Think in that langu- language you want to learn. And that help because uh, you will uh, start f- formulating all the sentences and everything in your head even before you start talking to someone. You know, it's I- a,
0: it's a good tip, but it's going to be uh, slightly difficult because remember, in learning a learning another language, I say the second language. Let's say your language, your mother language is French. When you learn the second language, you already have. In your head the French grammar everything that's mm-hmm. there and it's fighting with the new language so your tip actually is very good is to cut out that first language as much as possible and start thinking I tell my students as you're walking down the street just look at the building and say oh, that's a tall building that street is long yeah. look at that woman with the red hair just make up sentences okay uh, to get yourself you know, speaking English and, and thinking in English. Um, I think that's that's a really good tip is to get rid of the cassette of the mother language. It's difficult, but you can do it.
1: And do you think about this, uh, I would say it's a new language, right? All the, the way that the younger people communicate now with social medias and and, you know, uh, the text mm-hmm. and all that. They use different words, they create new words, they shrink words, they do all kind of things.
0: Uh, there actually, in Japan, there was a young woman who wrote a novel and she did the novel by using her her mobile phone, which is, you can't do a lot of writing and the vocabulary was not that, but turned out to be a very bestseller, okay. Uh-huh. Um, I think that language changes. Languages are born, some languages die out, uh, you know, this is just the, kind of the Darwinian, this is the way it goes. Um, And I think that um, things change. Let me give you an example. For instance, uh, if we look at irregular verbs in English, many of the irregular verbs now are losing their original form. Take the verb to dream. We know to dream. I learned the past tense was dreamt and has dreamt, the past participle. Today, it's also perfectly permissible to say, I dreamed about it yesterday. And have you ever dreamed about it? There's an alternate, which is ed ending, which is the regular form. So language changes, um, you know, um, and also many people, young people have their own language too as a way of keeping out the older folk, I guess. I don't know, but a special, Mm -hmm. special language. But um, I think there's nothing wrong. That's the way language is, it changes.
1: Very interesting. Yeah. Thank you for uh, this uh, little uh, explanation about how you can learn uh, a new language in six months. I'm sure the listener will really appreciate it. So thanks a lot.
0: That was my pleasure, and we want to see people out there speaking many languages, because you know, Dominique, and I know, The more languages you speak, the more neurons you have in your brain. And the more neurons you have in your brain, the smarter you are. And that's a well-known research fact. Bilingual, trilingual kids, they have a big advantage. Really? Yeah, with the neurons, with thinking. Also with musicians also, but language too. Thanks a lot.